0: Greetings from London, this is Mariam Sharif and you're listening and watching the Star Muggles podcast. Today's guest is an absolutely delightful lady. I'm honoured to have her on the show. She's one of my, I would say, most favourite ladies in the UK. She's so inspirational. She is the founder and chairman of the Women of Future. She's a food guru, author and a motivational speaker. I had to write it all down because there's so much that she does. So welcome Pinky Leani.
1: Thank you so much, Mariam, for asking me. I am so thrilled to be on the
0: show. Thank you so much. You know, we have um, I've styled you for, for events. I've acted for a photo shoot for International Women's Day. We've worked together. I've attended your events. And you know what? I was thinking the other day that the Asian Women Achievement Awards is the first time I attended that was by an invitation from a friend of mine. And she said, because one of my colleagues is getting nominated, would you like to attend these events? And I was like, I just moved to London. And I said, OK, yes, let's just attend. They were at the Park Lane Hilton, which is your signature. And what a beautiful event. I was mesmerized by the successful ladies, but stylish also. And just what a, a room filled of warmth and energy. And you just... Uh, effortly just hosted this event I was in awe so I've been a fan of the the event you know I've styled it for the 10th anniversary I was there w- with you for that uh, but you know it's just gone from strength to strength and it, and I really miss it you know during this time of COVID um, that is one event that is kind of your signature event I absolutely have missed this that's my, that's the, that always. Uh, in the highlight and my calendar. So how have you, how have you uh, been coping with during this COVID and um, this time where we can't do events, you must be missing them as well.
1: Absolutely, I, I, you know, I try not to think about it, because I think when we think about it, we feel really sad, but also feel very joyous that we've done so much. And I think With everything we do in life, there's always a silver lining. Every downturn has an upturn. And so I think when we all get back together, we will really value that uh, encounter. So, yeah, I'm sad. But I think we found ways when communicating, we're so lucky to have Zoom. We can still talk to people. Um, so, I must say, you know, I've got on and um, really, I'm, I'm really surprised, managed quite well.
0: So, you, you're managing with your Zoom meetings and uh, and technology and getting online quite well?
1: Very well. We've been um, using another platform which is absolutely phenomenal in terms of networking called Remo. I have a lot of phone conversations too because I think one-to-one conversations are really important. And I continue my crusade of actually really getting to know people, what makes them, you know, so successful or what is really their pain. And so yesterday was really interesting. I spoke to three scientists who are shortlisted for our Women of the Future awards, which is going to take place on the fourth. And and it was fascinating to talk to them. Each one of them was in a different field. And I learned and I think Mariam, the ethos of my whole life is about curiosity, it's about yes, learning yes. every single day. I, I uh, love that, so I, I, I absolutely
0: I, love this whole being about, curious about life, and then having to investigate each chapter of your life and where it unfolds and, and what happens. Do you, do you feel that being online you've got to know people in, an, in a different manner, and you've got to know a different side to them than you would have in um, maybe an event? maybe have is there a difference that you've noticed with the the transition of meeting people online and having that different kind of relationship and communication
1: well I think the main thing is to get to know people and so we find different ways and I think obviously it's not the same actually when you're on a zoom call you can pick up emotions just as you do when you're with someone Um, but I think yes I've got to know them really well I feel very very at home. And I think, you know, you, rest, you always know when something goes from the heart, it goes to somebody else's heart. And we can do that through Zoom too. So, you know, seeing you just now with your warmth and your energy and your smile, for me, I think it would be just the same you sitting over my coffee table and having coffee with me.
0: Absolutely and there's something that you've touched on is is energy and and firstly I used to think oh my god how will it translate online and how is it but you know we all have a vibration and this energy that you know that kind of enters the room or it enters any place it could be at any platform. I've been using this kind of app recently called Clubhouse and it's an audio form where you know um, creatives and and just people are getting together from all forms and all backgrounds and something that you must get on it. it. it's absolutely amazing. And even on that, you can feel the presence of people, the way they speak, their tone, that, you know, it, it, it's a variant of things. So um, very interesting how technology is kind of using, you know, we're using these tools to communicate through COVID. And, you know, it's been a real difficult time for everyone. What is What do you feel like is one of your main challenges that you've, you've dealt with through this whole time in this last year? Was there a point where you, you found it very difficult, and how did you overcome that?
1: Well, I think, you know, the main challenge for us is so much of my business and my whole ethos was events-based. It's meeting face-to-face, i inviting people to my home. I'm constantly inviting people for lunches. I know, and I, know, and I each must each say, other. I must have Obviously, to interrupt you.
0: Or... Absolutely, and I've been to Pinky's house a couple of times for lunches, and what an amazing bread I, you know what it is I feel like that the, the food is soul food it, it's something created with so much love and there's so much conversation going on around food what do you think, do you think food's quite a big part of you know uh, our lives and especially you because you actually started with food didn't you, you actually are um, a food expert you actually uh, you, that's one of your loves uh, of your life uh, how did you get started with that?
1: I think you know when I came from India many many moons ago I didn't know how to cook because obviously in Calcutta we had a wonderful chef and so I learned to cook and I think um, you know food is such a great part of socialization in India all of us grew up having meals with the family every single day all the meals were had together and that kind of is where you had conversation, your emotional sustenance and you know having people over was part of uh, in my parents' house, at least three, four days a week, there'd be people coming over to eat. And there was a real, you know, when I came here and you, you want to meet new people, it's such a great way of getting to know them by inviting them. Yes. So I learned to cook. And for me, food became a way of building relationships, of building um, a network of amazing people. You get to know people so well when you have a meal with them. And yeah, so but- obviously...
0: When you break bread with somebody, speech. yeah, they say you know that there's a saying, isn't it? When you break bread with somebody, you get to know somebody
1: more than that, I think going back to food it's it's a way of nurturing people, so when you invite people to your home and you cook for them, it's almost as if you're nurturing them, so there's a wonderful sense of of you know emotional attachment to people, so I think you know it goes back to. Um, cooking when people say, oh, my mother was the best cook in the world because a mother cooks with love normally and so therefore the food tastes good. And we know that energy goes into food. So if you cook with negative energy, the food Mm -hmm. will never taste that good. So I think food is a great way of building a relationship of feeling that somebody cares about you. And I think once that's done, then relationships thrive.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it, it's so important, isn't it? Like you said, that actually nurturing relationships. And think people are so in this fast-paced world that we live in. I think people just are not building those meaningful relationships. And I, I what what I found in this last year that people have actually slowed down and and have actually got to know themselves and have that time to reflect and then actually kind of. Uh, relate on a deeper level with someone and I think that's a beautiful um, that's a beautiful reflection and something that a blessing that a gift that's come from you know this one year of difficulty and challenges for sure
1: yeah no I I couldn't agree with you more I think it's been it has been a turning point in many people's lives I don't think we'll ever go back to the way we used to be Um, but there'll be a new reality a new world and it's how we adjust to that will actually define our success
0: Yes. So um, I, I was actually looking at your bio and, you know, your, your titles always keep on changing the awards that you have. And, and what is your title? So I was looking at your title again recently because obviously we haven't spoken for a little while. So it's CBD, uh, DL, And I actually had to look up the, the D-L because I didn't really understand. So it's, it's the highest award given by uh, by the state, isn't it? By the queen.
1: Um, it's not the highest of all. The highest one is a DBE, which is a Dame of the British Empire. Oh, commander
0: right, of right. Okay, I didn't see that on the list. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm a Commander of the Order of the British Empire, and then DL stands for Deputy Lieutenant. So there's a Lord Lieutenant in London who represents the Queen, and there are 90 Deputy Lieutenants who support him. And it's um, a kind of appointment that's made for till you're 75. And it's not one of those appointments you can say, oh, can I be a DL? Or can I, you can't ask for it. it it's absolutely, it's a gift of the Queen. and to gift of, um, you know, the left tenancy. They find people and they actually ask you if you want to be after they've vetted you out. So I became a DL in 2014.
0: Wow and you know that's a great testimony to the, all the work and the, that you've done over the years and it really shows that how is that how is it how is that feeling when you do get awarded Um, such an award because, you know, even at the Asian Women Achievement Awards or the Future of Women Awards, you know, when someone gets an award for their achievements, it is a, it's it's a beautiful feeling. You you know, awards don't mean anything but the work that you do, but having been recognized and celebrating that success is something that I love. I love the fact that that ethos where you celebrate each other and women need to, and this is one thing that I found, Pinky, that women don't celebrate their achievements enough. And so when I attended the awards. I just love that whole concept of really celebrating our our strengths and and our achievements. So how did you feel firstly of the award that you were given and uh, the awards uh, and then the successes of women that you see uh, at your award ceremonies?
1: Well, I think, you know, when you get awards award like this, I was hugely honored, but I think, you know, you kind of, I don't think you should ever take anything too seriously. I think people who take themselves too seriously, it was just another step in the journey. I mean, I was, you know, it was it was wonderful. It was wonderful for my family because, you know, they've been so much part of my journey, and for them, uh, it was a great accolade that I'd got it. So I think that was important. I think with the lieutenantcy, it's a very it can be a very hands on role. You're invited sometimes when the Lord the Lord Lieutenant goes to receive the Queen and the royal family at. Every event they go to in London. So sometimes when he can't go, he actually asked one of the Lord Left, the Deputy Lieutenant, to go in his place. And the oh, only wonderful. time I've been asked to go and do that was when Prince William was attending a dinner. And I had to actually receive him at that dinner and then introduce him to the people who were hosting the dinner. And then I had to make sure and take him back his car went all over so that was you know that's some of the exciting points but it's really part of the left tendency to find people who deserve to be recognized to really have your eye um on what's happening in london so i think with every award you you know it's an honor but you i don't think you should take it too seriously and become full of yourself
0: Yes, I was going to say, um, you know, the, the fact that you are so busy, like with attending events, if it's not your own, or uh, attending and supporting other women, you know, you're you're a big believer of supporting women. How how does how does that relationship, or how does that uh, I, as a family unit? So how does your husband deal with all of this, and is he a great supporter? Because I believe that you know when you're on a mission you know you have great visions for women and uh, and what you want to do here quite ambitious women how does one manage how does your husband feel and how do you manage your home and work life
1: well it just a matter I'm very very lucky by you know God's grace my husband and my two sons are my greatest supporters and they're all feminists so I'm you know very lucky in that way they've never held me back they've always been there when I've had a hard time or when I'm kind of despairing and I think you manage everything because I think when they say when you commit yourself then providence moves too so it's just a matter of you know um kind of juggling different things and making sure it happens I make sure that I cook every single day that's very important because when you're well fed you don't have to worry too much and because I enjoy cooking and I I do very simple dishes I have some um, you know good help in the house so that's all taken care of. And I think that you have to prioritize as to what's important, because obviously all kinds of invitations come. And as much as you sometimes like to go to everything you can't, so it really has to be a question of where am I adding value? And if it's something that someone else can be doing instead of me, I would rather give someone else an opportunity. So I think that has been my my the way I've dealt with it.
0: Yeah, I, I love the fact that you know you have those supporters, and you know I think when you are when you are on such a mission and you want to do great work, you have to have great support uh, behind you because you can't you can't accomplish all those things, and you want those people to kind of be proud of what you do also. So having that um, that relation, that beautiful relationship that you have with your husband and your family, and that they understand. So how how would you can how would you um, uh not convert but how would you uh, ask or how would you translate that to uh, someone or your partner or husband that doesn't doesn't understand uh the value of that that you know by networking or, or creating those relationships or attending those events how what, what would you say to to those women that are struggling in that area
1: yeah i think a lot of women do struggle with not having any support, so there are two ways here either you try to convince your partner that that is important, that may take some time, but on the other hand, then you actually become so determined that you're going to do it. Because I think we all have barriers, and I've known many women who probably had you know abuse in their house, had every barrier, and yet have succeeded. So I think then your self determination and your commitment and your absolute tenacity and resilience has to be at a much higher level. I don't think I would have been able to do what I do without the support of so many and their belief in me. I think yes. you know a lot of women suffer from lack of self-belief, but I, th- I prefer that than people who think they're really great and they're not. And you know, there are a lot of people who are kind of over inflate their own role. <laughs> so there's a wonderful, there's a wonderful um, writer, lecturer at Wharton in America, and his name is Adam Grant. And he has um, said, if you know uh, information is power, then wisdom is knowing what you don't know. Yes. And I think that is what is so important. A lot of people think they know it all and they don't know really half as much as they should. So yes. the other end of the spectrum of having great self-belief is having none. Um, and I think it's finding the balance between the two. Is there a skill
0: that you uh, recognize that you didn't have and you had to really build or, or you've learned along the way that's really helped you in your career? Is there something that you've um, learned or relearned?
1: I think, you know, bravery. I think, you know, to be brave, I think it's really important. Now, brave um, really has many facets to it. To be brave is to be able to be yourself, to be authentic. Because that's when people buy into you. And I think, you know, your brand value is incredibly important. So when people meet you very quickly, they see what are the qualities that Pinky stands for and do I want to buy into them? So I yeah. think, you know, you have to decide very quickly what you stand for and be brave. And i ask, you know, and again, you know... If How you did you ask- become
0: brave, Pinky? What did you do to kind of to gain that bravery because you know you said that to be brave but how did you accomplish bravery then what did you do did you go out of your comfort zone or did you learn a new skill what 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 did you do to make yourself more brave
1: I think you know you have to go out of your comfort zone but for me it was doing little bite-sized pieces I didn't want to to climb Everest. I just wanted to climb a lot of the foothills. And yeah. I think that gives you additional confidence, just as when you learn to cook and you're not sure whether it's good, you invite three people to eat dinner with you and if it's all right, then you invite six. <laughs> I love that. In and there's some people who don't know how to do anything and they'll invite 50 people and then they're surprised it hasn't worked. And I think that is that, you know, that re- reality has to kick in. So there were things that I knew and I think we must always, Mariam, we must always play to our strengths. Yes, there's certain yes. things we do well, there's certain things we don't. So do the things you do well, where there's passion, there's meaning, where people can pick that up. People buy into people who have warmth, who have passion, who are honest, who have integrity, who are kind. I mean, those to me are, and you have to keep learning and that's why curiosity is yeah. really important because the more you learn, you realize how little you know. Yes. And, and, and I think you know it's getting. There's so many moving parts in the puzzle, and it's being able to handle all that. Some days you can juggle everything and catch and not drop anything. And some days, everything drops to the floor. And <laughs> yeah. don't do so, bring up that one person. Have a network of people you can call and say, "I'm having a terrible day," mm. and just have a five-minute call, or you know, reassess where you're going. And they're always, I find, you know, they're always, there's always a solution and, and you will find that, but you have to look harder on some days than others.
0: That's, that's great advice. You know, you said that, you know, like putting on an event or or even a, a, a dinner for you is more or less the same. What is, I want to know, what's one of your most amazing events that you felt like it was a great success that you had a really, everybody really enjoyed it. And what's the recipe of of putting on such a great event. So firstly, what is the best event that you've done and that you've thought, okay, you know what? I loved that event for whatever reason, big or small. And, uh, and uh, you know, what, what do you think that was the, the key ingredient to put on such a, in, an amazing event?
1: You know, we've done so many, last 20 to 21 years, we've done so many Asian women of achievement bursting with amazing talent and people the women of the future we've done events in southeast asia but my favorite event was when MG were our headline sponsors for our network they are the sponsors of the chelsea flower show and right. they told us we will give you this amazing marquee at the chelsea flower show and you can invite 100 people for One. lunch to this marquee and then all the guests can go around the chelsea flower show at no cost to them it was the most phenomenally generous offer we have ever had and that marquee is like to die for. I've never been inside such an amazing marquee. Wow, enjoying. amazing. And it was a lovely day in May in the Chelsea Flash show. And there's a real premium, you know, we invited all kinds of people from our network and people who I thought would never come, who were very senior, who have never come, they had never probably been to the Chelsea Flower Show or something. And so they also, we had this amazing mix of people and, so it's life is about luck. My, a very good friend of mine called Swati Piramal, who is a, you know, a, a really mega star in India, happened to be having the first Indian pavilion at Chelsea at the flower show. And um, I told her, would she come and speak? And, and actually, it was a combination of having the most amazing people, the best weather, the best food, very, very luxurious, uh, uh, really awesome marquee. And so you really realize, Mariam, that so much of success and things happening is about surrender, pity, and luck. Because the weather could have been awful and that could have dampened and some people couldn't have turned up, but everyone turned up. And I think this real premium, what people love best, is meeting other interesting people. And Mm. I think, for me, it's not just getting all the CEOs together. That's good, but it's that combination of getting... The next generation of emerging leaders who have amazing ideas putting them all together people from cross-sectoral it was i mean for many many days i just felt oh my god we were so lucky to have that
0: yeah it's, that sounds amazing and shazi flourisher is just amazing if anybody hasn't been then they must well when we do have a chance to go but there's so many great events that actually do excite us and they're so inspirational what inspires you um, um uh, pinky because obviously you're in this realm of success and you see these people uh, amazing achievements but what what inspires you or motivates you on a daily basis
1: well I think there are two things and it's it always my whole life is focused about, around people so it's always about people inspiring me and then you know I, I get inspired by young talent that is coming up who have no idea of how brilliant they are and i love that they have no idea how far they will go because they are just phenomenal and they're really stepping into life so talking to these scientists yesterday from our women's future boards and hearing about a woman who's actually um in her phd developed a synthetic polymer glue that uh, during operations is stuck so that there are no leakages Wow. Um, she and another woman who's actually looking at, um, is an astrophysicist and looking at, you know, the stars and telling us about things we don't know about. That inspires me hugely. Yeah. And the fact that we can help them by opening the door, by recognizing them, by giving them a platform. But also what inspires me is women at the other end of the spectrum, or men, who have achieved so much, but who are kind. I think kindness is the heart of everything I do. So it's it's part of my own DNA and the DNA of all our programs. And Mm -hmm. I'm so, so happy that I've been brave enough to put kindness out into the public domain. So we've gone to the corporate world. We launched the Kindness and Leadership 50 Leading Lights in 2018, We actually launched the list published the list on world kindness day and opened the london stock market with our brand everywhere wow and um it became you know ceos of companies were talking about kindness and then we took it to southeast asia where the whole culture is different Um, yet kindness wherever you go in the world Kindness is never out of fashion and it's never out of place. Yes. So it's one of those things like Chanel number no. five that <laughs> we always will live through the ages. And so I think, you know, I've been I'm very, very excited that we put kindness onto center stage because I think when kindness is the currency, then all of us are millionaires and we Absolutely. can all we can all be kind.
0: So, so well said. My father, um, who's passed away many years ago, but he he always used to say to me, but, uh, you know what, uh, you should always say thank you and please because the, it doesn't cost you anything. So kindness was definitely something that he he cultivated um, with the people that he served and his clients and his business and, you know, did so much charity work. So I I, I think that kindness is just the key. It's the key ingredient for me also. And I just love it. And I just think people need to do more of it. You know, it does really enhance relationships. Relationships. I wanted to ask you about this awards that you're doing, so uh, the Next Future of Women Award. So tell me a little bit more about that and um, w- w- how are you doing those awards? Is it all a virtual basis?
1: Yeah, well, the- Women's Future Awards. It was set up 15 years ago. We're celebrating our 15th anniversary on in November. It was last year. We're actually having the awards on the 4th of February this year, and it's going to be. We're using a platform, so it is virtual. But we've tried to add more value instead of just having a pre-recorded award. Yeah. Uh, we actually, the whole morning we've got some of our uh, absolutely awesome alumni to come and give. Uh, one of our alumni is Sarah Davies, who's. Um, the youngest dragon on Dragon's Den. And she started a craft business. She won our award in 2013 and her craft business, is, you know, as you can well imagine, crafts have just taken off. Um, so she's giving a keynote. We have Miriam Clegg, we have some amazing people. So we're, we're kind of doing, we're trying to add value. And then Science Business School Oxford is our educational partner. So the day before our awards, they're actually doing a session for about a hundred people to talk about women and their careers and transformational leadership. So we, we've carried on and we've tried to add more. So I'm, I'm, I'm really quite, you know, very um, in debt to all the people who make things like this possible.
0: That's absolutely fabulous. So how does one um, kind of, can we all see the awards uh, or is it, is it something that's just private for that?
1: Uh... No, we can, I can share the link with you. People can go on and register. Yes, that would be that would be
0: really great for for all of us to be inspired and, and just to see what's happening you know in in the woman and, and who who's who's who are leaders and it's just lovely to see people's successes and celebrate them isn't it
1: it's amazing because i think we're cross-sectoral we have 15 categories of rewards. so we have people from ballerinas to scientists to uh, ast- as i said you know an astronomer and structural engineers entrepreneurs i mean just... It, it, it's absolutely mind-blowing and each of those conversations. These women are all under 35.
0: Yes, I think that's the difference between your uh, uh, Women of Future and the Asian Women Achievement Awards, isn't it? This one is for actually ladies who are uh, uh, younger than 35.
1: Yes, leaders, and they can be from any community, whereas the Asian Women of Achievement Awards is any age, but they have to be from Southeast Asia. So that's the difference. It's not, it's the, you know, the two differences, the age
0: and the region. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, the, I, I've got that. So anybody that wants to apply for the future, <laughs> again, you know, for the next award ceremonies and if somebody wants to be nominated or not or nominate someone, that is kind of the, the brief that they need to follow. And I'll list all the, the details for the award and the, the website with all the the details for the um, link for the uh, women in the future. So tell me, Pinky, um, what is it that because you've achieved so much is there something that is still on your list to achieve and what is it that you your you know your next project and what is there something in the next five years that you want to accomplish or you want to do is what is pinky thinking of for the next five years
1: well i really want to build a network that's global so now we've got um the uk and we've expanded to southeast asia to 11 countries but now we're expanding some of our programs like kindness and. We're hoping to have a listing of rising stars in ESG. We hope to make that Asia pack. But my real um, ambition is how do we connect women around the world and give them a platform? Because I think, again, we've seen how powerful a platform the globe can be. And so now with what's happened in terms of technology, we can have people borrowing time zones coming and joining us on all our programs so I was really excited over the weekend the British ambassador in Brunei for instance hosted an event for our women of the future invited our nominees and uh, other potential you know women who could enter the awards in Brunei with Brunei again it's, yeah. it's not really you know a country that has huge women's participation or so it's really nice because it gives people hope. Yes. And I think, you know, all those women I find who have ambition, uh, they don't know how to get there. And so if they meet other people, they're inspired, you get a platform, and you really learn what you can do and not what you shouldn't be doing. So yes. I hope we have this global platform. what makes me frustrated and sad is that you were saying, you know, that um, we still need to inspire women. I set up the Asian Women of Achievement about 21 years ago. I didn't think that in 21 years' time, we still need a platform for Asian women, but we do because every little bit helps the next generation.
0: We have to carry
1: on, we can never stop.
0: I have such amazing women that inspire me every time I have a conversation and everybody else learns from that woman and what, you know, how to pick themselves up and have those aha moments and just changing people's perceptions. So is there one woman that you can mention that, is an inspiration to you that you look up to or you feel like you know she someone that you've been inspired by
1: i think it's really hard <laughs> i know it's hard obviously you know different people yeah, I, I think they have to have everything in one person i think are different things are picked up from different people but yeah. my mother is inspirational she's 92 uh-huh. she's kind i've never uh-huh. yet. I, sure I have like. never heard her raise her voice in all my life. She still plays Scrabble every Tuesday. She does Sudoku about ten puzzles every day. She knits, so she's inspirational. But then there are other people I've met through the awards, like Elif Shafak, who's like so cerebral but so humble. There's, you know, somebody like Sherry Blair, who's been a huge supporter right from the yes. start. she's
0: one of Was your ambassadors, been... isn't she? Sorry. She's one of she's, your ambassadors, isn't she? She's um,
1: our patron, and, she's, our, um, and she, yeah. she's amazing. She's amazing because if I email her or WhatsApp her within five minutes, she's back to you. Sherry Blair's another one, Miriam Clegg, who's another very articulate. So there are lots of different people, yeah. and I find it really hard. And they're men too that have inspired me so much. Yeah. Um, there's Vicky Trudell who's the British High Commissioner to Australia, again a real um, you know, advocate for women will always go that extra mile, I love people who are kind but still are self-deprecating, they're not just full of their own sense of self-importance I, that to me is the most unattractive quality in any yes, person
0: absolutely absolutely so, and, and you are one of my favorite my one of my favorite ladies in the UK and when I think of somebody inspirational I think of you so for me you know you have touched people's hearts all over the globe what is it Would you'd like to say to women
1: you know, everyone should develop their own mantra. So you have to have your, so my mantra is you have not lived a perfect day unless you've done something for someone who can never repay you. And Mm -hmm. then I'm actually plagiarizing here where there are three things I tell people because this gentleman really inspired me. He said there were three things he wanted people to remember. Be curious, so learn. Be brave, so, you know, go out there, be courageous and be kind. So I think that encapsulates everything for me, is that, you know, um, also do new things. There was somebody who once said, when was the last time you did something for the first time?
0: And I think
1: that's very important. We tend to stay in our comfort zone. Go out there, learn something. You never give up. Never, you know, never actually spend a day without learning one thing about something. Yes, And you will be you will do it like, be kind and forgive and forget and move
0: on. Pinky, I wanted to ask you, what's your real name? Because you know what? I love the fact that your name is Pinky. Like it's universal. Do you declare this, that what your name is? Because, you know, I, I think many people don't. And I, I love the fact that it's universal. No one knows. It's kind
1: of incognito. But it, what is your real name? It's Nusrat. Nusrat. Oh, Nusrat. And it's funny because um uh, Naseer nickname was Pinky and her mother's name was Nusrat.
0: Oh I see. I uh, see.
1: And, uh, Nusra means victory I think um, and it was a very old-fashioned name that was given at that time it wasn't my parents choice it was my grandparents choice. So how did you uh, get the name Pinky? Pinky? But you see, in India, a lot of people who were quite fair when they were born and pink. in fact, I was named Pinky before I was named, on my birth certificate, it's Pinky. And they named me Nusrat later. So on my passport, it's Nusrat. But when I had to apply for something and they wanted my birth certificate, it said Pinky. So then my mother had to sign a form saying it's the same person. So my real name is Nusrat.
0: Oh, wonderful. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. And the, and the same reasons for me that I was fair and all pink and everybody used to call me Pinky, but then obviously they started to call me Mariam afterwards. Is there something else that you, that, you, know, you have not shared with anybody that I'd I really like to get something that you haven't disclosed to the world, but you would love to say it or a little little i don't know a little secret of yours or something that you that people don't know about you that you would that you would like to tell them anything you know a hobby or a, a you know something that you do that you know is quirky and something something's a little bit funny because i must tell everybody that you have got such a brilliant sense of humor and i saw the ted talk that you did it was so hilarious. I was, it was last night and I was up until about I think one o'clock and I was watching the TED talk and I was laughing so much because you are so funny. You could even do stand up comedy. <laughs> oh
1: God, I wish, I wish. Now, you know. The, Mariam, I've always been so open about everything, so yes, there are certain things like, you know, which, um, I, I, you know, just now, like, I mean, this is terrible, but I am addicted at the present to this game called Wordscape, and I had to take it off my um, phone, because I was, like, suddenly totally saw I spent like when I looked at the time I probably spent in the day three hours on Wordscape. game <laughs> and then I and then I was told every weekend there's a competition so I enter that oh and really I find oh, it's so an, online it's an yeah, online it's online and, and it's just about words and there's a, and then the first um, 30 people get like crowns. And so I stay awake till late because most people have gone to sleep then. And then I can be, because if I finish early, somebody else may beat my score. So I'm there on wordscape. It's terrible. So yes, I haven't checked the results today to see whether I've got a crown or not. But you know, <laughs> it, I have to take it off my um, phone, but now I've put it back on and I'm more measured. But I do nothing in halves. So yeah. when I want something, I'm really impatient. You know, I get an idea and think, oh my God, how am I going to throw this out to the world? And yeah. then you as I said, you know, you keep asking people and suddenly somebody will say, oh wow, you know, I know so and so. Um, and it uh, and I think that's the joy of doing, I mean, nobody would expect me to spend half my time on a word. <laughs>
0: well I'll have to check it out but I don't want to get addicted but technology is one of those things that we have been addicted to our phone and I feel like I feel like my mom now looking at the phone like this at a distance thinking I can't see it and my, my mother said to me Betty you're getting old that's what it is <laughs> so what is that what do you do for kind of me time then what what is it that you do when you really want to just switch off from the world and just kind of really kind of enjoy your own company what is the best thing that you do what's one thing that you kind of go to
1: just talking to people at least so it's not me time it is me time because i'm hearing about people and i love that i have a group of lovely amazing amazing friends and just 10 minutes i have two or three separate whatsapp groups and and they're all very kind they're collaborative they so mm-hmm. i love talking to them and you know watching um some of these series are really really you know it's, that's me time. i love walking so i've started it mm-hmm. I started running during the uh, pandemic. So what? now I ran, I mean, but then, you know, you get excited and you tell someone I'm running now because in July I could only run for about three minutes. <laughs> and now I can <laughs> run for about 23 minutes. But wow. Are you running on the treadmill
0: or are you running outside?
1: No, outside, outside. So oh. I run outside. I have a, a thing. And I was telling this guy, I was talking, guess what, I'm running very pleased with myself. And he said, you. can I tell you something running can be very dangerous he <laughs> said I used to run and then I, I broke my knee or something so, oh my oh, god uh, but I'm that's why I'm going to get out and, and I, when I start I don't feel like going but by the yeah. time I come back I reward myself with a lovely hot cup of cappuccino
0: oh. and I
1: um, yeah, so I, I, I've taken up running in the, um, you know, in, in during the pandemic and I'm that, really pleased. That, that
0: I is I could... so fantastic. So, so some people that can't even get off their sofas and in front of Netflix or on their technology or zooms, get out there and get some fresh air and get in and start looking after your health.
1: Absolutely
0: brilliant. That, that's wonderful. So I've got a couple of questions that I'm going to ask you and get your preference on and this is to do with style and just general life. So we've had snow recently, what is it that you like? Do you like snow or do you like sunshine?
1: Sunshine, I hate snow.
0: <laughs> so you didn't enjoy the snow that we had?
1: No, yeah, I, I didn't even look outside. Didn't even <laughs> okay. go outside.
0: Are you a coffee drinker or a chai drinker?
1: both actually I have two cups of tea and then a cappuccino so that every single day
0: oh wonderful do you like heels or do you like slippers
1: I love heels but my uh, feet don't love the heels so I, I think I'm in trainers now most of the time
0: oh wonderful and what's your favorite kind of holiday destination what's on your list where, where do you want to fly off to when when the doors open and we can we can fly
1: I, I, you know, I love going to Singapore only because my two granddaughters are there. And oh. so that's my, and it's warm and it's uh, easy to get around. But really, I want to go to a couple of new countries. So I'm dying to go to Japan and to Cuba.
0: So oh, those really? are, that's
1: my wish list.
0: Oh, wonderful. And um, what's what's, uh, one thing in your wardrobe that you can't live without? Like what is your kind of, uh, you know, one item of clothing that you you absolutely love that is your like Mr. Faithful?
1: Um, Well, jeans in terms of my clothing now at home, but I never start a day without my pearls. Ah,
0: yeah, that's your signature, isn't it? (laughs) I uh,
1: put my pearls on and my perfume on every morning. Yeah. Whatever I'm doing. And what and, perfume uh, are you...
0: What per, what's your favourite perfume?
1: Well, uh, there, there are two, actually, and I, I, I've used these two for the last 15, 20 years. One is um, and Lise by Guerlain, and the other one is Chanel Number no. 5. Oh, yeah. So two, I, I always have my that. My mother uses
0: I, Yeah, my mother uses <laughs> that.
1: Um, yeah. And so... Uh,
0: yeah, so do you like mascara or do you like lipstick? Which, which one do you think is is your favourite?
1: Well, lipstick definitely, mascara. I have not ventured into probably since you stalled me. Um, that's a long
0: time. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. So, how would you describe success in one word?
1: Um, doing what you love is success. Doing what you love. Being happy doing what you love. I mean, you know, if you make a lot of money and do things you don't love, to me, that's not success. It really is. Um, and is,
0: is there love. a favorite book that you're reading at the moment?
1: Um, I'm reading a book called Scoff, and it's about food and class. But I must say, my reading has been taken a bit of a, a downturn during um, thanks to Netflix. So I've become serious.
0: <laughs> okay, what are you Netflix? watching on Netflix then? What's what's your what are you watching on Netflix I, these days?
1: I'm so sad. I've just finished um, an American a series called Chesapeake Shores, and oh. it's a very you know it's it's really a lovely setting in maryland and about a family and i've really loved it oh and now wonderful. i have saved up uh, the crown i haven't yet watched the oh
0: crown my the gosh series. you have to watch it it's amazing i live yeah. i live next to next to windsor right so i'm like a couple of yeah. miles away and i i feel like i feel so proud and so patriotic i absolutely love the show but i absolutely love windsor and the fact that I'm so close to royalty you know I feel so 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 honored so you have to watch it and you have to tell me what you thought about okay. it
1: yeah I've got the last series left obviously you know I have saved that up so I, um, I will watch that and Bridgerton everybody loved Bridgerton the guy oh, was amazing
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, I've just watched God. that He's seriously, <laughs> hot. <He's> seriously hot seriously <laughs> hot
0: I love it. So, you know, we're talking about food, how huh? food is like really your con- kind of common denominator. You really used food to connect with everybody and for everybody that wants to, to kind of catch a Pinky's TED talk, which was absolutely amazing. And Pinky, I use coriander all the time as well. That's my kind of little, that's, what, that, that's my little trick as well. Stick it in if I don't understand. And I, I only started cooking after I got married as well. So um, tell me, what is your signature dish that you love to cook then? Because you would mentioned spicy potatoes, but is there something else that you love, like your signature dish?
1: Well, I I do the spicy potatoes all the time because when I'm, um, you know, talking to an audience, it's very easy to do. But I have to confess, I never eat it because it's not my favorite (laughs) dish at all. I think I've done too much of it. You know, I I actually, what would I say is my, I love um, what we call dal gosht, which is dal with meat. So it's like, you know, with lots of spices and then uh, I love, Rice. So I I need to eat rice every day, so I love my rice, and so Dal rice would be my my soul food, really.
0: Oh, that's fantastic! So you so you like biryani or naan? Biryani.
1: <laughs> biryani. <laughs> biryani lover. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I don't think there's a comparison biryani each time. Yeah.
0: So, Tommy, is what is the importance? We're going to finish on this question. So, what is the importance? I would like to say about having your own style because you know you see what I love is I love talking about style and success. And when I was styling women, it was you know there were so uh, there were CEOs, there were leaders, there were professionals, and. And for me, styling them was just such a privilege. And I learned so much about their story and their accomplishments. Tell me about like, the importance of, of, uh, of a woman's style and, and, and looking after their grooming. What do you think about that?
1: Very important because you know, your style defines you in a way. If you don't define it, then you know, somebody else will define it for you. So I think you have to pick out what you, know, you feel you stand for. So for me, it's like, I, li- I, li- I like to wear bright colors and I like to have, you know, big, sometimes wear, um, you know, jewelry that stands out. But um, I think it's, it, I, I quite like a minimalistic pattern too. Yes. So I think it's really what I'm comfortable in. I don't feel comfortable if I'm tottering in high heels, even though it looks amazing, it transforms you. But I think it's very much what reflects you. So I like the fact that, you know, I love pearls, I love diamonds. Do I wear them as often? I I haven't worn my rings today, but I always wear rings. And I think people will all remember me by, they say, my knuckle dusters. (laughs) Um, And, 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 you know, we all know the colors that really suit us. Yeah, I think it's things like that that you're comfortable with, but yet are, I like classics. So those things that will last years. Yes, so it's very much a classic style in Ireland that way.
0: Absolutely, you know, Pinky, me and you share uh, the, some some real uh, kind of the same kind of. Uh, values but also the same name my nickname when I was young I was called Pinky so when I when I when I saw that your your name is Pinky and I was like oh my gosh sometimes I actually and everybody says oh my god you're just like Pinky so when I'm doing an event or something I've actually had a couple of people say oh you're like Pinky so I for me that's an absolute honor I absolutely love and adore you and I wish you all the success in the future I had such fun talking to You're such an inspiration and and a true champion of women. And inshallah, I hope that I can give you a big hug when I see you next time and when things are all settled and and see you at one of the fabulous events that that you're continuing to do.
1: Thank you so much. It's been a huge honor and privilege and your energy, your zest for life comes through the Zoom. Thank you for asking me and inshallah, we will meet soon
0: inshallah thank you so much pinky and look after yourself and i really want you to join clubhouse that's the latest platform
1: okay brilliant take care bye. my darling take, bye. Care. Bye.
0: take care take care take care bye